Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to be working our way the rest of this month through Leveraging the Universe, Mike Dooley's bestseller. And last week, for those of you who were here, uh, you'll know we're really talking about authentic power, how really to have the universe treat us, to leverage the power of the universe in a way that will bring about um, greater greater whatever we want in life, whether it's more love or more joy or more peace. Last week, he talked about the three fundamental pillars to success. They were, and it sounded hauntingly familiar, that God is all there is. If that's true, that means me, that I'm part of God, and that our thoughts become things. So basic science of mind review last week. This week, we're going to take a little bit of a detour, and I will start out by saying that in general, what he says is we need to have a plan. But if you're like me, the very first time I heard or came across this idea of a plan, it kind of scared the heck out of me. I was probably about seven years old, and someone said, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) I'm not sure that I still have the answer to that question. And I think in all fairness, when we present what our plan for life is in that kind of a way, it does everyone a disservice. Let me illustrate with today's joke. So on the way to preschool, the doctor had left her stethoscope on the car seat, and her little girl picked it up and began playing with it. Now, the girl had not shown curiosity about what her mother did for a living, so it made her feel good to know that her daughter was showing an interest. That's mommy's stethoscope, she explained. You listen with this part, and the sounds go in this part. Oh, I know, said the little girl in a very sophisticated voice. I know all about it. Well, the doctor, so proud at her smart little girl, prompts her. Show mommy how it works. Well, the child picks up the stethoscope so carefully and speaks clearly into it. Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? And you know what? That kind of sums up my reaction to what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Is it doctor? Is it fast food maven? I mean, some days I'm not entirely clear. And the reason for that, I think, the reason that that perhaps should strike fear into us is it it implies that we have the eventual answer to a lifetime of change. It's somehow expecting me to, to, to futurize myself out a few decades and know, I mean, I barely know about Lunch Bunch today, and thank you for reminding me that that's, to, do you know what I mean? It's like, how do I know what I'm supposed, to, well, oh, and did you hear the supposed word sneaking in, uh-huh. right? Because that's the other piece of it. When we ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, it sounds all nice and like you can be anything, but aren't there hidden little expectations in there? Don't we imagine that our children are going to end up, if not like us, 
kind of in the same plane of sophistication as us. If we're a professional person, don't we imagine that our children are going to grow up to be professional people? That is a heavy expectation. It's, it's like the whole idea of imagining for a child or for ourselves, that for that matter, I'm barely grown up, uh, what we're going to be in 10 years is a heavy matter. Well, Mike Dooley has a couple helpful hints on this because he says, and I believe it's true, if we don't have an idea of where we want to get, we're not going to get there. And he talks head on about the idea of there's no kismet in the world. Does everyone know kind of what kismet is? It's that idea that somehow God has our lives figured out and we just have to stumble hopefully into it. As though written in a book in gold ink, it says, Larry's going to be a minister from age 55 to 65, and right? Well, we don't believe that. And I think that's misleading in a way too. If we just leave it up to God, we'll get more of the same. Why wouldn't we? If our thoughts become things, we just keep thinking. We'll just keep getting more of the same. There's no reason to think that God has a plan without us putting the effort of our thinking into it. So how do we come up with a plan that isn't somehow, well, in 12 years I'll be a doctor, or in 14 years, you know, this magical series of events will get me from here to there. Mike Dooley says the place to start is understanding the experience you want of life. Now notice the difference. I'm not asking for an occupation. I'm not asking for a, a series of qualifications. I'm not asking for a job title or, or something. I'm just saying, what is it that you want to get out of life? What is your desire for the experience of life coming up? Is it love? Is it more joy? Is it a sense of accomplishment and success? What do those feel like in your head? If you had to write down a, a list of how you wanted to feel in 10 years, that might be a more doable list, right? You have a sense of where you are right now on the planet, and you probably have a sense of some improvements that could be made. Maybe not in the world in terms of, you know, I need to paint my house or whatever, but in my mind in terms of, I'd like to feel more connected to my family. Or in my mind, I'd like to actually uh, complete some accomplishments that would allow me to feel more successful, right? Now, here's where... I think we can involve God. Leaving this uh, destination to God, not such a good idea. But the steps to get there, the how to get there, God always has an amazing set of ideas for us on how we might accomplish our goals once we know what the goals are. So I don't need to have it all figured out. I don't need to have laid out before me exactly how I'm going to put more love and more intimacy into my primary relationship. I don't need to know how I'm going to feel more fulfilled in my career. All I really need to know is what fulfillment in my career would feel like. All I really need to know is that sense of greater intimacy that I would want in my primary relationship. What does it feel like? What is the sense of it? How would I be in it? How would I know if I had it? 
Once those things are clear in my mind, I want to tell you, that is how the full power of the universe, this whole idea of Mike Dooley's of leveraging the universe, that's how it works. Once I have it set up, once that mental equivalent of, uh, is there of how I choose to feel, how I, how I would accept greater love or life or success or, or abundance or whatever it is, once that is figured out, the universe literally rushes in in all of its full creativity to help bring that about. All right, now back to the hard question again. What is it that you wanna be when you grow up? Because we still have to have that niggling urge, right, of what it would feel like. So, so instead of saying, what do you wanna be when you grow up, my question instead would be, how do you wanna feel <laughs> when you grow up? What is that sense of being in the world when things are working its best? Well, Dooley has a couple of suggestions for us. First of all, he says, since it is experience-based, there are probably already experiences that you have had in life that can give you some clues. So first off, has everyone here had one of those experiences where time flew by in an instant? So something was going on and it was noon and suddenly like you raised your head and it's five o'clock. Oh my gosh, the time went so quickly. Take a look at the activities that you were doing when time seems to just fly because among them, the characteristics of those kinds of activities are probably where your heart sings. Is it helping people? Is it being in the garden? Is it a hobby that you have? Is it writing? Is it, right? It's like, think of the things that you like to do where time just flies. You could do it all day long. Those kinds of activities probably are on your list of characteristics that you want to see in the future. So is it with people or not? Is it in uh, beauty? Is it outdoors or not? Is it uh, uh, connecting? You know, you know there's the, the baby puppy kitten syndrome, right? It's, it's like, what, what do you do? How do you show up in ways that just excite interest you to the point where you're in the zone and you don't even feel the passing of time. The other clue that Mike Dooley has, which I think is equally good, is he says there are always activities that we do that we feel drained after we accomplish them. Is that true? Do you have uh, activities that some of you are saying, well, yeah, I go to work. <laughs> and I get that, I get that. So there are certainly activities that we can agree that you personally feel drained from. I bet the opposite is also true, though. Aren't there activities when after you've done it for a while, even though it might even be strenuous, you feel more alive at the end of it. You actually have gained something through it rather than being diminished by it. That's another good clue that that is an activity whose characteristics could be that next set of life experiences you want to have. So you can imagine where the homework this week is headed 
And so I'll give it to you up front rather than at the end. Your homework for this week would be a bit of writing about what is the experience of life that you want to have next. We don't have to put it out 20 years. Let's just say this year you're going to have a fundamentally more positive experience of life. And what would that be like? What are the characteristics of it? Is it being more with family? Is it being more with nature? Is it being more with the arts? Is it being out in nature? Is it volunteering with the the proverbial kittens, puppies, and babies? Is it being helpful to elderly relatives? Is it participating in a new way, maybe at your spiritual home? Or is it uh, maybe taking on something having to do with family affairs that has been put off for a long time? What would make your heart sing? What experience would make your heart sing? Okay, now... The next step is almost no step. The next step is just to think about where you are now in relationship to that new experience, in relationship to where you want to be. Because there'll be a difference, right? There are things going on right now that maybe or maybe not play into where you want to be. And so you have to take stock. Am I, am I in a job that would let me do that? Am I in a situation where I need more time or differently allocated time? So, so just be thinking about where you are in relationship to where you want to go. And that is all there is to it. Because you know what? If you've evaluated where you want to be and you've evaluated where you are right now, there is something that's going to be going on that's like a little miracle. And I'll share it with you. It's that with each step in your day, you will be either one step closer to it or you will be one step further away from it. And once you know what it is, and once you know where you are, it will begin annoying the heck out of you (laughs) until, until you begin seeing the progress to it. And the progress to it, when you've made two or three steps towards that goal of greater life or greater love or greater abundance or greater success or greater whatever it is, Oh my gosh, you feel like a weight is coming off your shoulders. And it emboldens you to take another step and another step. And before long, you are making decisions that would have been a hard decision. The hard decision would be, well, I'm going to stop. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm going to stop working overtime so I can spend more time with my family. And, And in the beginning, if you had not done this exercise, that would be a hard thing to do because you'd be going, what would I do without the money? And how, how can I arrange this? And they really, and I got to tell you, once you have made a few steps closer towards being in love and connection with your family, you will not hesitate. You will know that the decisions that need to be made are easy decisions to make and are straightforward decisions because you have that vision of what your life is going to be like. It's not a what if, it's a I'm going. That's who I am. That's what I'm going to be. It's a further, a further blossoming of who I am uh, in its essence towards that greater thing. 
And when you have that in your mind, the steps towards it are not only powerful, they're inevitable, I would say to you, because it will be so painful to take a step back. It'll be like, instead, instead you will realize that this is the path. Now, is it a straight line? Oh, probably not. I could just, I could probably lie and tell you that it was and it would make for a better sermon, but the, the reality is you'll take a few steps forward and then what happens is you're in a new spot now. And so now you will do a bit of a reevaluation. You'll say, well, well, there's still where I want to end up. I want to have that experience of family unity, or I want to have that experience of, of what, you know, greater uh, success in business or whatever it is. You'll, you'll have that view, but oh my gosh, I'm in a little bit different spot now. I have a little more confidence now. I don't maybe need to take these baby steps, right? Maybe I can take a leap of faith and really jumpstart myself towards that goal. So, so really, it's a good news story. You don't ha- In fact, it's better if you don't have the whole journey mapped out in your head. Because you know what? If you have it all mapped out, you'll never get anything better than that. If you have it all planned, the best you can hope for is that your plans won't go awry. And guess what? How often do our plans go awry? Yeah, yeah, because we're delving into the how of things, how it's going to be accomplished. Instead, just keep your mind, keep your mental equivalent, keep your oomph on seeing yourself having that experience of life. And then simply for today, there are steps you can take. And so having that idea of where I want to be, how I want to experience life, I will take the step. And then tomorrow I will take another step. And each time the path might be a little different because I'm a little different. My desires may be becoming a, a, a little more specific as I get closer to it. Those are good things. But you never have to look beyond that desire, that true desire of how you want to experience life, that, that fulfillment of whatever it is, whether it's, a, it's family love, whether it's a, a compelling career, whether it's serving the community, whatever it is, when we keep that firmly in our mind, then, then it's just the next step. And we evaluate that step. Did that take me closer to it? And often the answer will be, oops. And so we reevaluate and take another step. I want to talk about the importance of not knowing what you want. Because now and then, sometimes people will say, well, it's nice and all, but I'm kind of clueless as to how I want to feel or how I want to be in 10 years. Um, is that a problem? And I got to tell you, it is a bit of a problem. If you want your life to improve, you have to have an idea of what that improvement would look like and feel like. You don't have to have the answer in terms of a title. You don't have to know how to get there. But if you are only in reaction to what you don't want, 
See where I'm going with this? Because a lot of people will tell me the 101 things that they actually don't want to experience. Well, I don't like that job. I don't like the hours that aren't flexible. I don't like the benefit plan. I don't like the pay scale. My supervisor sucks. My coworkers are terrible. Uh, I don't like the building I'm in. I'm worried about the air quality. I can't drink the water there. And I could just keep going because I hear that kind of thing a lot. And if that is what you're building your mental equivalent on, God is infinite, and God can infinitely find you more things you don't like. <laughs> it's, it's the nature of how God works. God is infinite. So there are an infinite number of things you would like and would be life-affirming for you, and there are also an infinite number of things that would really suck. And... If you are only in reaction to what you don't want, get ready for more. Because you're giving energy to that negativity of life. You're giving energy to the very thing that you don't want to experience more of. And suddenly, the next boyfriend will start behaving a lot like the last one. And the next job will start being just as stinky as the last job was. It's because... You were only taking the time to find out what you don't want instead of what you do want. So yes, supremely important. So back to the homework, and then we'll close out with a, with a prayer. Back to the homework for just a second. So I want everyone here, if you're willing, sometime this week to just to sit down with a pad and a pencil. You can even take the idea of it into a contemplation or a meditation at first if you want, but you probably just can sit down and imagine how your life would be, the experiences you would like to have in life coming up. So it doesn't have to be your 100-year plan for you know, the ideal career. Let's, let's put that aside. What would you like to experience in your life coming up? And be thinking of it truly as an experience, not a job title or not a working environment. Just Because those will come to you. Those will, those will come because of your co-creation with God. We want to see a picture of how life would be is it uh, uh, joyous with family? Is it powerful in your career? You know, think of strengthening the things that are working well, overcoming obstacles of things that aren't going well. That is what I would want for each person here because then, then you know how to take those steps. So I'm gonna close today with a quote from Leveraging the Universe. And here is what Mr. Dooley says. He says, the key to charting a course, if you haven't noticed yet, lies in starting where you are, getting busy, and letting the course present itself. This will continue to become even clearer with each step along the way. Think of any good novel you've read or a movie you've seen. A good storyteller can leave you dangling in suspense until the very end when suddenly there's hope when there'd be despair there's joy when there was turmoil. From one moment to the next, they can move you from hopelessness to clarity, and then, in fact, to a celebration at the end. In a way, although we can't quite fathom how, with our brain, we're the amazing storytellers of our own lives. 
And so long as we have set a course to act upon, the pages will turn and the story will be triumphant. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one life, one goodness, one joy, one, one whole shebang of all time, and I call it God. And what I know about God is that God has given us the most important tools of all time, the tools of free will and the power that our words have, our, our ability to, to have thoughts and have them turn into things. And so these two great powers that we have been given, I know are my dominion over my life. And so I choose to have a wonderful, compelling vision of what I am to experience in the future. And as I, as I make this choice, as my, my free will pictures this, I know that the universe rushes in to make it so. I don't have to know how. I don't have to plot it all out. God, simply, the universe, simply fulfills those dreams. And as it is true for me, I know it is true without question for the people in this room, the people within hearing of my voice, the people all over this world can just as simply picture the experiences they wish to have in life, claim them from the heart, and expect good results. With each day, I know the people in this room simply take steps towards this, uh, this dream, this picture of the future, this idea of blessing, steps towards it simply and easily. And I'm simply grateful for this. I'm grateful for the power and presence of God revealing itself to me every day. Grateful for love, for peace, for joy, for all of those things that are in my mental equivalent of my experiences of life. And so I let it be. I release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you were here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.